And I'm Matt Hanna. And this is Horror Hour with the Hannas. And I'm terrified. <laughs> In the wise words of bodies, 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 today's episode is a podcast about hanging out with your smartest and funniest friend. So we are joined by resident scaredy cat Preston to discuss Skinamarink. Yeah, that felt like torture. That was yeah, rough. so Preston picked Skinamarink secret, well, uh, on, not on accident. We gave him four to choose from in our season finale, and we tricked him, and he picked this. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Skinamarink was very, very scary. Yeah, so if you listen to our season one wrap-up, you'll hear the selection process and the scary movies we were between. We were trying to pick movies from the last 20 years, 15 years, that scared the bejesus out of people. And I think this one did the job. Yeah, it definitely did. That was terrifying. So Skinamarink is a 2023 horror directed, written, and edited by Kyle Edward Ball. I believe this was his feature debut. It had started as a concept short film titled Heck, and then was later made into a feature film. It was made for only 15000 hmm. over seven days. Which is mind-blowing. Yeah. Insane. Filmmaking's easy, apparently. Yeah, when, you're, <laughs> when you know what you're doing, I guess. Where did the 15000 come from? Or go towards, now that I'm thinking about it? A crew. It. A crew? A crew yeah, feeding people. say that, that couch? Kids. Yeah. <laughs> Those Legos? It was filmed in his childhood home. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... They didn't have to pay, I guess, for set or anything. So, yeah, I'm assuming it went to the actors and... Yep. Yeah, you get paid the crew. You get to feed people. Yeah. That's all. The director, writer, uh, Kyle Edward Ball, had previously ran a YouTube channel. And I guess on that, he would ask people to write or comment about their nightmares that they had as a child. And then would recreate versions of that. And so that is what inspired this movie, and it kind of tried to include the most commonly submitted nightmares. So it's two movies in the past two years with uh, YouTubers, two horror movies, Talk to Me, also came from YouTubers. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yep, big year YouTubers are for... fucked up. Yeah, apparently. That's what I've learned. You get some of the most fucked up people from <laughs> YouTube, apparently. And the inspiration for the film's title, which is not in the movie at all, is from the song, the Skinnamarinkadinkadink, Skinnamarinkadink. Yeah, it's like a child song. song. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah, Preston, you didn't know that. Right? No. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that song either, but I knew that. You that's didn't what know from. the song? Not until this movie came out. Oh, yep. I knew the song. Nope. As like a child. Yeah, no, I song's about. I think it's like nonsense words. Uh, I mean, skinnamarinkadinkadink means nothing. Yeah, right. I don't even remember anything besides skinnamarinkadinkadink, skinnamarinkadoo. Like, I don't remember what comes after that. <laughs> and if there are real words after that, that means something. Yeah. But I think he just kind of picked it because it was a reference to childhood. And he liked the sound of the hard K. <laughs> oh, okay. And hard, it's public domain status. So All right. it was fair game to use. Very interesting though, because like it's not in the movie or anything. Yeah. But I guess I get that it is representative of childhood, so like yeah, right. might as well. Since one of the purposes of the film was to obviously recreate our nightmares that we might have had as a child, 
Do you feel like this captured anything that was common in your childhood nightmares before we get deeper into it? Damn, that's a good question. Um, I definitely think that analog TV in the beginning of the uh, of the movie, as it was like flickering and you could like see the the shadows and um, everything like kind of flashing on the floor. At first was sort of like very nostalgic. Like I think I was watching that. And I was like, oh, this sort of feels like a old like sleepover or something. Mm-hmm. But then sort of as I don't know if it was due to the framing or like some of the noises and you sort of picked up like, oh, wait, something's wrong here. Something's not exactly right. Then it started to feel really creepy. And I think that part definitely hit home to whatever, like five-year-old me. Um, it, it freaked me out. This absolutely felt like nightmares I've had. As, as a child, features of I it think it's the does. where I, you can't really figure out the geometry of anything, mm. like mm. of the house, um, and how things kind of can just like move from space to space. I've also had plenty of those times where you just like wake up and see uh, while waking up, look in a corner and see something, mm-hmm. and it's usually my there. coat hanging there, but mm-hmm. it like changes shape as I look at it. Um, I think that that hit that fear for me a lot. And I want to ask you, as someone who's had sleep paralysis at least once or twice, did this hit you differently because of that? No, I don't feel like it was... Yeah, it didn't like remind me of my sleep paralysis at all. Not the... Okay, because I know you saw the shadow people. Yeah, I've definitely woken up and seen like shadow people. The first episode of sleep paralysis was essentially like looking at the bent neck lady from Hill House. The second one, I don't even remember what the hell that was that I saw. And then the third one was the more recent one where it looked like there was someone holding a stick with a picture of a ghost on it by our <laughs> bed, which was so weird. It like looked like someone was under the bed just like playing with a little like ghost puppet near my face. <laughs> so I'm shocked that that didn't, you didn't, I don't know, think, it didn't about think about that like that okay. to me. Okay. I don't know. But it did remind me of a reoccurring nightmare I had from probably age 10 to, like, mid-college or something. I used to have this reoccurring nightmare that where, like, the coloring and the texture of the dream was basically, like, the fuzziness that you see Mm. on your TV when it's, like, hooked to the wrong channel, like an old TV. (laughs) Or, like, the texture of the entirety of Skin and Break. Yeah, right. And so that was very reminiscent. So just that alone was uncomfortable. Okay, so I have a lot I want to say about this movie. So are there other facts? Or can we get to 15 seconds? I'm, I'm bursting at the seams to talk. <laughs> well, we didn't talk about experience or expectation. Oh, I mean, sorry. we hadn't seen this before, yes. obviously. None, none, of us had. Had, none of us had seen this. What um, did you expect going in, gentlemen? Oh, I... I'll talk on this first. I had been asking for a while. I was like, I need something that's going to really like <laughs> fuck me up and really like upset me. And I had really hoped this was going to be it. Mm-hmm. And I will report back that it did. <laughs> I was, I have not, uh, we'll just go right into it, but I have not been this scared of a movie we've watched on the show yet. This is by far the scared, most scared I've been. So. Yeah. Preston, how did you feel? I think it hit me in a slightly different way than like Baba Duke or um, It Follows did, where like that felt more like maybe because of the narrative in both of those movies, it felt like you're following a story where the lack of like a narrative here and you're just 
getting hit with very uncomfortable facts and uncomfortable shots that it certainly just puts you not at ease for the 99 minutes. It was straight up a test of endurance. Yeah, Yeah, it was. But as someone who doesn't like horror movies, like you got through it. And I was impressed. I did get through it. Um, (laughs) He was less reactive than the Babadook, but I think that's kind of the nature of the movies being very different in the way that they're filmed, acted, Right. Written. This one felt torturous. Like it, it, you, it was hard to get through even a few seconds of each shot. Um, but yeah, it was a yeah. good one. I, I agree. And that, <laughs> that like made it good though, because that's like what I was looking for, which is what's really <laughs> messed up. And I'm like feeling conflicted. How are you, Hannah? What did you were saying earlier today? You're like, I don't think it's going to be that scary. Yeah. I think I had mixed expectations going in because obviously with this one, you hear a lot of people who are like, that movie's dumb. And then you hear a lot of people that were like, that's the scariest motherfucking shit that I saw last year. And so it was kind of hard for me to gauge how it make me feel. I kind of thought I would be uncomfortable for a lot of it, but that not much would happen because it would just kind of settle on a shot for a while and that's kind of all I would get from it. And yeah, there is a lot of it where that's the case, but I don't, there was never really a moment where I felt at ease. So it wasn't like crying or like actively panicking, like about to run out of the room, but I didn't feel good. Mm -hmm. I feel like the first 10 minutes didn't, feel scary like at the first 10 minutes they settled you in yeah 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 yeah. you were getting like close-up shots of legos and sort of like shots of hallways um and there wasn't anything too creepy about and i think matt you'd said early in while we were watching that it felt asmr like and it almost felt like a relaxing the fuzzies the fuzzies made my brain feel good the fuzzies (laughs) and like the little like close-ups of legos and everything felt nice i was ready to play for some with some legos yeah yeah, i was ready And then it very quickly became a a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Let's do a 15 second summary so we can do a full summary and really get. When do you do hides and screams? Do you hides and screams now or after? I always forget. Doesn't really matter. Okay. All right. 15 second summary. Do you want to go first on this one, Hannah? Yeah, sure. Okay. I will get the timer up. It's up. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. All right, go. Two kids are in a house and suddenly the windows, doors, toilet, various items start to slowly disappear and people lose their facial features and it's scary. Yeah, I don't know if I can do any better than that. Preston will give me as much time to hey, go. I'll, I'll go next. Jeez, I forgot you guys did this. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah, I think I got it. Oh, you're ready? Okay, go. Um, movie where uh, the blurriness and um, close-up shots feel nice at first, but as it keeps going, it gets... Uh, more and more creepy till it's it's very hard to watch. Correct. <laughs> All, right, All right, I'm ready. Go for it. 99 minutes of trying not to cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, there was a point where I was like, Matt, you sound like you're trying, like you're holding back tears. And he was like, I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> I was like panic laughing, but also... I- I don't know. <laughs> there has it, not been a movie we have covered so far that impacted Matt the way this did. I, and I think I've said this before. I am one to really try to allow a movie to affect me. And I like mm-hmm. let the movie in, right? You really did. So I think that that's where we have, where people who don't like this movie have a problem. 
where if you try to fight with this movie, you're not going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But if you just say, I'm, I let you in, like talk to me, <laughs> I let you in, like that's where I think it really affects you. And I do that with most movies I watch. That's like, I, I make a very conscientious effort to allow it to affect me. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, this one really did. <laughs> yeah. It felt like a struggle to like keep it on almost. Like there were times yeah. where I was like, I just want this off. I just want it off right now. Well, after And I just kept ended, my eyes on the screen. Yeah. After it ended, Matt like panic laughed, which then followed into coughing. And then he went to the bathroom and Preston was like, is he throwing up right now? <laughs> there were times <laughs> where I felt like I was going to throw up. I felt like I was going to throw up too. Yeah. There's some shots that, and there's some shots that change really quickly, and then some shots that like held out for a long time. And the the longer ones, it almost felt like you would forget to breathe because it was either mm-hmm. the camera's like panning around, and you're like, "Holy crap! I don't mm-hmm. know what's about to pop up, but I'm not ready for it." A mm-hmm. lot of manual breathing. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. noticed. Yeah. The other thing is, right before we recorded, I walked over here and stepped on a dog toy, and I screamed. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, this is very unlike me. Yeah, it was so funny. I'm well, very happy about it. I'm like giddy that this was able to do that though like i've been looking for this since we're hyping up how much it impacted you let me just do screams and heights before you do the full summary okay so in total between the three of us there were seven screams (laughs) and there was i think one point where all three of us screamed yeah which made three of the seven yeah was it the telephone and there was it definitely the telephone i think yeah was the all three of us and then there was another one maybe where was... two of us screamed and then i think matt gasped mm. yeah i did a lot of gasping i kept a, a separate matt gasp count because i hadn't really noticed you doing that in any other mo- movie and i counted at least four but yep. i'm sure i missed some over preston and i like screaming yeah, yeah. <laughs> or being like no 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 and more hides uh, you had a hide. I had a hide. This I put is, my hand in front of the TV. This is Matt's yeah. first ever hide on the podcast. Wow, look at that. <laughs> He's done it. Welcome to the club. Yeah, I put my hand in front of the TV and then I said, don't be a baby. And then I moved my hand away. <laughs> but it, it, it was, was there for a second. Yeah. It's very hard to count Preston's hides because yeah, some of them last like a full 20 minutes. A, yeah. I just uh, get in that natural state and I'm sticking there. I, you yeah. can't take me out. There I think a- you're good now, though. Like, I don't think, I think you can watch anything. I don't know. I don't know. I guess there's, this wasn't you like probably, a jump scary movie. It wasn't jump yeah. scary or it wasn't very like sort of like demented scary. It was just sort of like a very. Are you sure? <laughs> well, like I, I sort of pictured demented scary as like, I don't know, like human centipede sort of where you're like, whoa, this feels very gross. Whereas yeah. okay. this one felt very like spooky and sort of on it. This didn't show you anything. And that's yeah. all I needed right. though. That's what worked. I don't, we need to get you into a body horror we haven't done that and mm. see i that's um that's rough on me too so mm. not for me <laughs> yeah but i think that would be a true test of where right. you're at yeah but preston had maybe four hides question mark but one of them was like at least 20 plus minutes yeah, it was yeah. like it was the last of, like 20 to a half hour yeah. it was a lot of one hiding. eye closed one yeah, eye open yeah. and i had a similar issue at the end <laughs> for like at least 10 minutes so mine is also kind of around four or five mm. mine were shorter but Probably just the same moments started with me closing my eyes. <laughs> so give us the full summary. Bro. So before I read this, I want to say that it's hard, I think, to pick up on all of this because a lot of the movie looks like nonsense. It's a lot of just shots of walls and corners. Um, but this is the plot that's put together by our people over at Wikipedia and edited by me. Yeah, we just so. need to say real quick that when Matt was doing the summary, he was like, they said that this happened. And I was like... Yeah, it did. Matt was like, what? <laughs> I didn't that realize. That is a plot point? I was like, yeah. I was too did. freaked out. All right. But here it is. 
All right, in 1995, four-year-old Kevin injures himself in what his six-year-old sister Kaylee says is a sleepwalking episode. Kevin is taken to a hospital and brought back home. The siblings wake up in the middle of the night to find their father has disappeared and the windows, doors, and other objects in their house are gradually vanishing. Kevin suggests they sleep downstairs where they can watch cartoons on the TV. They awaken to find their house is still dark and Kevin then suggests that their dad went with mom, but Kaylee does not want to talk about their mother. The toilet in the downstairs bathroom disappears. On the way to the upstairs bathroom, Kaylee sees a doll on the bedroom ceiling and Kevin ends up too frightened to use the toilet. They decide to place two buckets in the downstairs bathroom. A mysterious voice calls to Kaylee from the darkness telling her to come upstairs. Upstairs, Kaylee sees their father in a bedroom. He tells her to look under the bed, but she does not see anything. She then sees her mother sitting on the bed. Her mother says that they love her and Kevin and instructs her to close her eyes before vanishing. Kaylee looks at the open closet and hears her mother say, there's someone here. From the closet, she hears her mother calling her name as well as moans of pain and bones breaking. Kaylee returns downstairs and has Kevin help her push the couch to block off the hallway from which the voice was calling her. When Kevin falls asleep, the voice calls Kaylee again. When Kevin wakes up, Kaylee is gone. The voice calls to Kevin, beckoning him to the basement where he sees Kaylee, who no longer has eyes or a mouth. The mysterious voice tells him it wants to play as some of the toys begin to disappear. A drawer opens in the kitchen and Kevin complies with the voice's command that he insert a knife into one of his eyes. Kevin calls 911. He wishes he whispers to the operator that he was cut with a knife and feels sick. The operator tells him to stay on the line and adults will be on their way. The phone then turns into a toy telephone and the voice claims responsibility for doing so, telling Kevin that it can do anything. It says that Kaylee did not do as it, as it told her. She said she wanted her parents, so it took away her mouth. It tells Kevin to come upstairs and he obeys, holding a flashlight. He finds himself on the ceiling. He walks into a bedroom, which becomes a void. A dollhouse is shown sitting on a pile of toys in a seemingly infinite hallway as text on the screen reads, 572 days. A female figure is seen sitting on the bed and her head slowly fades away, followed by the rest of her body. Photos are shown of people, except their faces are either missing or distorted. Kevin cries out as blood splatters onto the floor, then disappears and splatters repeatedly. He asks if he can watch something happy. An unidentifiable face appears over him in his bed, telling him to go to sleep. Kevin asks for the face's name twice, but it does not respond either time. And that's the movie. And I have goosebumps reading it. Do you really? <laughs> I just am remembering things and getting scared again. Did you get again. all of those plot points from it, Preston? Because um, there's at least two plot points that Matt had no idea happened. No, I didn't get all of them. I didn't realize oh. they went to the hospital. I think I, I lost that part. That's in, Yeah, it's in the very no. beginning. I didn't get the hospital. I also didn't get when he saw uh, Kaylee, when Kay- uh, Kevin went to see Kaylee. That was in the basement. I thought, mm-hmm. I thought it was upstairs, too. Yeah. 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 I yeah. think I, I think I lost. I also don't think I realized it was Kevin. I kind of just thought it was the viewer, but I guess it was from Kevin's yeah. perspective. I assumed it was Kevin, but I don't think the location was that clear. But I don't think that really matters. But yeah, as we said, unsettling as hell. Yeah. So let's get into why it was so successful. What worked well in this movie? And we all found it successful, right? Everyone is. Yes. You were scared as well, Hannah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely unsettled. Because I know a lot of people weren't. I felt I, like a baby because at first I was like, I'm tired. This is making me want to go to bed. And then like after a half hour, I think it took me like a half hour and suddenly I was like, my chest hurts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like so it hurts. I, I was in from the beginning because I was interested. I liked the way it was it was framed. But for anyone who hasn't seen it, basically every shot is this really grainy film with distorted audio and it's of walls and doors and they're either framed up or down, never showing you a full person except yeah, for like yeah. twice. Mm-hmm. And never from um, like a, 
a normal like eye level angle. It's either like up high, you're coming down into like a corner, or you're down low and you can't see anything past like ankles. Yes. Yeah, the framing is one of the biggest pros of this is that it's so fucking uncomfortable and it doesn't go by normal rules of how you would frame anything in a photo, in a movie, etc. Like there was one scene that I remember looking at being like, who the fuck does this? And it was the door in like the very edge of the photo and the rest was blank wall. Mm-hmm. And it settled mm-hmm. on that for five to 10 seconds. And I was like, what monster <laughs> films like this? Can we also say one of the best lit horror films of the past couple of years? <laughs> because everything everything you needed to see was there, right? It drew your eyes where it wanted your eyes to keep you scared, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I know that's something we've complained about a lot is is the lighting. Um, and I think this just like nails it, which is pretty impressive for a small budget in somebody's house. Like he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I Yeah, it blew me away from that end. And I think just like settling in on these children that are, have no idea what's going on. They don't talk enough. They have these really long pauses between their conversations. They don't talk enough. And also they get sometimes subtitled and sometimes they don't. And then you're left with like, I have no clue. It's also unsettling on its Mm -hmm. own. Like, why can't I just know what is happening? Or what the, there is a disembodied voice that speaks to them and you're trying to understand what it's saying. Is that, what are they saying? I don't know. This is such a hard movie to explain why it's scary, but I will say some of the, the worst scenes for me was there's a lot of very static shots. So the second that camera starts moving is when you're like, what's it going to pan to? What am I going to see? And your brain just starts like filling in the gaps. And every time it was moving, I was like, I I don't want it to move anymore. Please stop moving. Because it's like these almost close-ups where it's like, what's it going to go to? And it usually isn't anything. (laughs) No, yeah. And especially with the graininess of the shot that like lent to the whole like... Is there shadows moving? I don't think there are. Are there? Is there something Mm -hmm. happening in there? There was one point where Preston and I saw a person and we were like, Mm. there's a person. And Matt was like, what? Like, just didn't see it. And then there was another scene later where I was like, guys, there was a person in that and neither of them had seen it. So I definitely think the way it's shot lends to those unsettling moments of like, holy fuck, there was a person in this scene that I didn't even see. Yeah. There were times that. I was looking at a shot and was like, there's something there. And then there was just no, nothing. nothing because my brain just starts filling in the blank space. Mm-hmm. And like the graininess gives it this like pulsing, like breathing life to every mm-hmm. shot. Yeah. And this movie's fucked. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty fucked up. Even now, like if you just like look over at your like lamp, it almost seems like it could be framed in like a skin and style mm-hmm. where it's just like, all it is just a lamp on a uh, stand. But Yeah. I'm Very like, reminiscent of shots. I'm like if, looking at it and I'm like, is the light bulb like pulsing? Because I, know, I, I might need to sleep with the lights on tonight, you know. Oh, I love that for you. I actually really <laughs> no, like the sleeping. shadows might make it worse. Oh, God. No, I, want I, think fully I, dark. I think I'd prefer the light on and like yeah. I like the light being on in the bathroom. So it's like slightly lighter <laughs> yeah, yeah. in our room, but not too light. That's how I sleep when Matt's not yeah, home. Right. I'm but. gonna need a sleeping mask. If they want to come get me, they'll get me. Yeah, sleeping mask is a good idea. Yeah, just they can't see anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Until that face shows up inside your sleeping mask, because <laughs> oh, yeah. you're just gonna see things in the dark. Oh my god, That'd be brutal. Uh, also, there's a shot at the end of this movie where a face just stares at you, and you can't make it out for like 45 seconds. Right. It. it and that it, was. Oh my god. It starts from like a black nothingness, and then maybe like yeah, feeding off of all of the, I don't know 
50, 60 some shots beforehand where nothing fades in. It fades in this time and you go, oh, okay, I did not like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes place over what, like 30, 40 seconds? Like it's very yeah, it's slow. It's really fading. long. This is the I did not like that the movie. Oh, oh, my hair stood up again because I saw it in my head. <laughs> I, I get, I, you guys know I get that the goosebumps and the hair standing up from music and things mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, I'm getting it from seeing that shot in my head. So that's what? fun. Oh, <laughs> no, it's You're good. You're scared. I, I appreciate it. We got this is, this is good. <laughs> this is <laughs> like. <yeah. laughs> this is fantastic. That's like what I wanted. So. Well, and I know you mentioned the lighting being good. Oh, I th- it was so fun. The use of the flashlight. Because mm. there would be scenes that were just like pure darkness, fuzziness, and then the flashlight would turn on, and then you would see some things lit up in the light of the flashlight, but then that made you panic because you're like, what's going to show up in the flashlight that I couldn't what's see outside before? Of the, yeah. Yeah. yeah, what's outside of the light. Mm-hmm. Very deliberate I, use. Yeah, how do you do this? It's really impressive. I just keep thinking about, like, he's seven days, and he just, like, nailed all of this. Must have had all these shots planned in his head, exactly how he wanted them lit. Or he just got lucky and yeah, just yeah. put the camera out there in a dark house and figured it out. I don't know. Yeah. I wonder what, yeah, like his feedback that he got from Reddit, wherever he was like collecting all of these like childhood the data, wars. Yeah. Yeah. What did people say were their nightmares that then turned it to this? Yeah. Right. Because the graininess was like mine. Mm-hmm. I would say that, that the texture of it. Is like how nightmare. my nightmare, yeah. my re- reoccurring nightmare showed up every time. But when it comes to the content, like I never had any nightmares that my doors or windows disappeared or anything. Yeah. I don't. I've had faces in the dark. That's what I, I think before. that one's faces really and common. Figures in the dark. And because I still feel that as an like adult, like I'll wake up and sometimes I feel like there's like a shape in the doorway based off like what's out here in the living room. So that I get, I don't know, the feeling of being trapped, I guess, in yeah. general. Trapped or like you have no sense of um, just direction or, or space of where you are relative mm-hmm. to other things. Yeah. What, what's interesting about this one, though, is the kids don't really act like they are trapped. They're like too young to understand, I guess, is mm-hmm. the, the point. And they're just like... Like the four-year-old doesn't know what the fuck's happening. Yeah. He just knows that... Parents aren't here. And then he puts a knife in his And then disappeared. And then a voice is telling him to do things. And he's like, well, I'm four, so I'm going to leave. Yeah. Yeah. It did make me... I didn't think about it till kind of towards the end. And I suddenly went, oh, my God. My cousin's children are four and six. Yeah, imagine them. Shout out Kendall and Colton. And I just... Because it's the four-year-old who's kicking for the last... 40 minutes by himself. So I'm just sitting there thinking about my sweet little Kendall and how she would react to being locked in the home by herself. The toilet has disappeared. The windows and the doors have disappeared. And my sweet baby angel is just stuck there being told to gouge out her eye. I don't know. Like putting myself then in that real spot. I was like, oh my God. Or calling 911 and then having the phone turn into a toy. Yeah. Yeah. This movie, this movie's messed up. <laughs> and like we've said before, it's kind of rare sometimes, at least in certain time frames, to see horror that really fucks with kids. 
This oh, this one. one fucks with kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We were saying you don't see violence against children a lot in in movies. Mm. It's like pretty frowned upon. And when horror does it, I think it makes it even scarier. Like if they had this been two adults, this happening to be scary. Yeah. But it not, be the not same. nearly the same right, right, right. level of uh, fear going on. Mm-hmm. Especially because I think that these kids just go along with it. Yeah. They don't question it because, like, why would they? Yeah. It also feels familiar, too. Like, we've all had, like, a nightmare similar to this where, like, you're maybe you're just not in control of what you're doing, but something someone's telling you to do something or you feel like you have to do something. Mm-hmm. And you're just, like, watching yourself do it. And it's creepy. Or just that moment of, like, when you're little, and this could be in a nightmare or real life, where, like, your parent just isn't home or isn't in the spot of the house where you thought they were. Yeah, right. I still have that. Sometimes I'll, like, go to my mom's house now and if she's not home i'm like where the fuck is my mom (laughs) like like if you just expect someone to be in a certain place and they're not there that's scary regardless but especially putting yourself in the shoes of being like four like you need your parent or you need some sort of adult you know what this movie feels like you ever like when you were a kid go down the stairs or then come back up in the dark and you think there's another step and you go to step and there's not another step and your foot just like goes through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It felt like that, but for like 90 minutes. Yeah. Right. Just sustained of like the step not being there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm trying to, I wish I could talk more on like why it's so scary. I mean, I feel like we've been doing that. Like I it's know. drawing on a lot of fears, the lighting, the editing, the framing, like it's very much, the pieces of filmmaking and the way the camera moves and is edited. Yeah, I think it just is constantly asking you what is on the edge of the screen. Mm-hmm. And like what's there. And your brain just says, it just kind of goes into like this weird fight or flight mode. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. almost how I felt. Well, because I think. It, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no, because I think, yeah, just the frames didn't make sense. So your brain's trying to figure out like what's, what's happening outside the frame, what's happening in the frame. Mm-hmm. And then there's also like audio being played of like either. Yeah, that like muffled voice or someone screaming mm-hmm. or um, Kevin asking like where uh, where's Kaylee um, and yeah all of that combined as you're watching it just it's all this like uh, uh, signals that just don't make sense and the that's, more you do it the more confusing and then sort of scary it gets. I think that's a good way to put it that your brain is getting like you're getting mixed signals mm-hmm. yeah, as we're watching it. Um, also, oh. that voice of whoever was creepy yeah yeah and just the not knowing like who the fuck is that yeah, what right. the Nothing's fuck is that Kevin asked the name at the know. end we have no idea yeah. yeah the ambiguity of it is just really unsettling yeah so is there anything you didn't like either of you i would say in the beginning i understand i saw a couple posts where people were like i watched 15 minutes and i turned it off and then someone was responded with like wow you really gave that movie a chance didn't you <laughs> But I understand, like, watching the first 15 minutes and being like, eh, like, is this all it's going to be? Um, I do feel like it was a little slow moving, but I also feel like it was kind of setting up the space as much as we were going to get and mm. the characters as much as we were going to get. So I understand its purpose, but it was a little slow and it did have me, like, getting sleepy at first. Yeah. Um, I thought it just settled me. Like, but I, I was very intrigued, so I didn't have that. But that's because I think I went in very excited mm-hmm. for this movie. Mm-hmm. I was going to say I've seen this complaint, and I disagree with it. So, but I'm going to bring up somebody else's complaint. They basically said this should have stayed as a short story. I short saw that also. Ah. Should have stayed as heck. 
However, I usually agree that horror is better in short form. In this situation, I think drawing it out to 90 minutes makes it this crazy endurance test that just yeah, builds right. the fear up and up in a, a different way. I kind of was thinking I had that um, complaint going in. Like, oh, is this going to be better if it was just 90 minutes? No, I think – I or excuse me, 15 minutes. I think it being 90 minutes, like I wanted to turn this off at the 45-minute mark. Did you get away from it? Not because I disliked it, yeah, but right. it was just like I can't do this any longer. And I think to like push through that is where the real – like terror comes from <laughs> and to just like keep yourself there and to like to actively choose to, to stick along for the ride makes it scarier. Yeah. They're definitely at that last like 20 minutes of, I, I had a timer out um, where I was tracking how long uh, we, how long we were watching the movie for. Um, and the last 20 minutes was tough. I think for all of us. We were begging we were for it to all end. like, please, please, please but, roll credits, roll credits. <laughs> it's such a weird thing though, because I loved it. But I was also like, please end. I, I want this to be over. Like, <laughs> I think that's like the fun part of just in general, uh, in general in life, like where like hard times are way more fun when you have people around you to like look back on them and be like, damn, that was crazy. That that was. Uh, that's true. And then you come out and that's, this movie had that sort of thing, right? The last 20 minutes where, yeah, we were begging for that thing to end. We were like, I can't take any more of these <laughs> super drawn out long shots. I agree. I think having the three of us there was funny. And I was like, I almost thought that maybe the three of us being there would make it less scary, but it yeah. didn't. I don't think I would, it did. All three of us were still just like, <laughs> I'm breathing heavy. Like I said, it was a lot of manual breathing where I'd hold yeah. my breath for 30 seconds and like, oh, I forgot how to breathe. All right, back <laughs> into it. <laughs> yeah, right. Is there anything you didn't like, Preston? Other than that you don't like horror movies? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say, as the resident scaredy cat, uh, I don't think I, I this movie didn't make me like horror movies. <laughs> no, there, there, there's still an aspect where I don't like uh, these sort of things. But um, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't like scary movies. <laughs> you might lose your yeah. title for getting through this, though. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I feel like there's not really any issues that I have with the filmmaking itself because I feel like all of the choices were very deliberate and uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's hard to say that I don't like anything beyond that like I didn't have fun because I felt uncomfortable. Yeah. I have I'm not gonna complain. I gave my, my piece on it. I got nothing I wanna say bad about this movie. I uh <laughs> I really enjoyed it. So other than I wanted it to be over, but I also loved it. Yeah. So. Although, question though, would you guys ever watch a horror movie by yourself? Like, I feel like... I have. Okay. I haven't. Yeah, I was going to say. I don't know if I'd put this on by myself. <laughs> the only appeal I see to horror movies is like watching it with other people and then being like, damn, that was crazy afterwards. <laughs> I don't know how I'd feel if this was just like me in a room with a laptop mm -hmm. by myself watching Skin and Rink. Yeah, that'd be a terrible time. The most petrifying way to watch this is dark room laptop headphones. Mm. That is that is what makes it feel like you're watching something you shouldn't be watching. Yeah, right. Like mm. snuff film or something. Uh, I still found it very scary. I would not watch this again with by, by myself. Yeah. I don't know if I'd watch it again with people, at least for a little <laughs> I bit. I think I could handle it again. I, I don't know. I still don't think... I think it'd still be just as creepy, all the like, long, drawn-out I think it would be just as creepy, but I think I would know that nothing was going to jump out at me, so I mm, could handle no, it better. No, I had a feeling I kind of like read up a little. I didn't think too much was going to jump out, and I still... I didn't think it would either, but I still... My body tells me uh, something's going to. I don't know. Listen, I, I will probably watch this again, but I need some time away. And that's a <laughs> that's your selling point, because if, if you're a long-time listener... In our long time being our whatever thirty five episodes, long time. <laughs> um, 
I don't get scared very easily, and this is one. So for me to say, I don't know if I want to go back, is a reason to watch this. So that's my that's my big selling point. Do we have any hot takes about this movie? Oh, I feel like liking it at this rate for is a hot take. Maybe a hot take, but I want to be mean to the people that dislike it. But I understand. But all I'm going to say is. Let movies, let it affect you. Let it in. Don't fight with it. I don't know if that's what you're out there doing, but really, like, that's the hot take is let it in and see. It's, it's amazing what can happen if you do it. And I swear that maybe the reason you don't like it is because you didn't let it in. But I actually think criticism of it is probably reasonable. It's not mm. for everybody. I would say my hot take is that if you got past the first 15 minutes, if you found the rest boring, then you're a moron. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> boring. I can see you being annoyed with this movie. Fine. Finding it boring is an absurd feeling. I understand I that from the first 15 minutes. Like I said, I was kind of ready to doze. But I think once it got unsettling and windows and doors started disappearing, mm-hmm. I find it kind of hard to say, like, that is boring. Like, the content is interesting and creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Any hot takes you know, Sorry, mm-hmm. yeah, give, us, give us your hot takes. No, you're if good. You I'm, I was trying to think of them as you guys were going through. And I feel like as yeah, someone who doesn't watch horror movies, I don't know if I have any hot takes. Like it seemed dumb that it seemed dumb for a lot of the movie where either the lack of like a cohesive plot or the lack of uh, clarity for where they were in the house or who who yeah was talking where they were. The whole thing was very confusing. I was like, this is a stupid movie. And then as you go further and further, it just becomes this like, okay, I don't like what's happening here. And I think that's the point. Exactly. <laughs> like it's about the feeling. Yeah. Uh, I had one more thing to say that I, I didn't think about. When Preston had his timer, if I had not had the timer, I don't know where I, I was. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the intent is like yeah. you end up finding out that maybe these kids have been here for 572 days, whatever that means. Which yeah. also I don't understand. And I, I would also argue I would like to see what the Internet said, but maybe it wasn't that they've been stuck for 500 something days, that this is impacting other people for 500 something days. And that's why all the pictures have faceless entities yeah. like it could be in existence mm. or it could be in the house because I don't know how a fucking four year old survives in a house for 500 yeah. something days yeah, right. without someone. But what well, did the magic Internet house. say? Yeah, the Internet and granted it's the Internet said that uh, it was part of Kevin being in a coma from him falling down. I've seen that before. And, That's yeah, it. and it's just those continuous days are passing. And I guess the, the framing of each shot and how long everything's taking is like time just passing. And then you get hit with, this is day 572. He goes, whoa. I like Jeez. that take, but I think it's too easy. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I like it. I think it makes sense. But yeah. I don't know if you're supposed to have an answer. Right. Yeah, no. yeah, so much know. the movie didn't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I don't I wanna, know why that would. What <laughs> I wanted to say, though, was similar to the characters, my passage of time was fucked. I had no idea. Yeah, That's why I was like, there could be 45 minutes left or there could be two minutes left. And I had no, like, by the end, mm-hmm. I was lost. Yeah, and I think that's a really cool thing. Yeah, when I looked at the timer and I think everyone was like, uh, please check the timer. Where yeah. are we? Um, nobody knows where we are. And it was like, Kevin oh, was crap. asking the same question. Yeah, right. We were at like a minute, like 25. I was like, this is crazy right now. Mm-hmm. Pour one out for my boy, Kev. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the whole time we were like, where's Kev? Where's our guy, Kev? <laughs> Poor Kev. Oh, man. Do we have a favorite scene or, if not favorite, a scariest scene? 
there's so many. <laughs> um, uh, I guess it's the last shot of the face that finally shows up and talks or just stares at Kevin, tells him to go to sleep. That I, one I, I found know. excruciating. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That might be the most the, the scariest. Um, I was really scared by the scene where she's in the room with dad and then looks under the bed and then mm-hmm. looks up and dad's still there and then she looks under the bed again and then looks up and then dad's not there but mom's there sitting on the other side of the bed and that i think is really unsettling that was the first yeah really that's the like, first whoa, really what the fuck something's moment. going on and i think part of that is that just like at this age i still have the fear of what's under my bed <laughs> and like if i'm home alone sometimes i kind of like sprint to the bed and kind of jump on so my feet aren't like by the side of the bed that long Mm. so like you would not if anyone at this day and age said look under the bed yeah i'm not looking under the bed (laughs) i'm not i'm leaving the room or i'm hopping on the bed yeah i'm never moving ever again so i think that just like drew on a real fear for me that was scary i also think the scariest moment for me that led to the most like panic was the phone thing. The phone's um, face changing. The face changing. Yeah, that was brutal. It's just kind of just like funny. I think it's because it's like when something actually happens. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, oh my God, it actually happened. Like we didn't yeah. think anything would. Yeah, so yeah, it yeah. really like right, blows you away. Yeah, pent up sort of like cognitive dissonance for like all of these shots where you go like, what's going on? Nothing's happening. I feel very uncomfortable. And then all sort of like snaps right there. Yeah, Ugh. it's... It's hard to like pick, I think, because to pick that, I almost feel lame. Like the scene where something happens is my favorite scene. Yeah. Because like that scene doesn't work without the previous yes. sixty plus minutes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, uh, the whole thing, it's one big scary scene. That's <laughs> like, true. I'm being lame, but it, I don't know. A- anytime they showed that hallway for a period of time, they yeah. just kept going back to that hallway shot. Yeah, just, you did not like that hallway. Just shot. showing the. Mm-hmm. That was Hannah too. Just, I just hated the, the hallway, hallway shot because I was waiting for something to kind of materialize yeah, in the right. hallway, and it never did. Uh, it did in my brain. Well, it didn't. <laughs> I started <laughs> seeing things. You start hallucinating watching this movie. Yeah, I didn't. But people are gonna go watch this with too high of a uh, ranking from me, or too high of a, too much praise, and not like it. <laughs> I still don't know what I'm going to score it, and it's not going to be as high as you. I know that, but... Mm. Mm. I got my score in my head. I know. Okay. What do we feel like this movie meant to us, or what do we think its purpose was? Oh, the themes are nuts, and I'm too stupid for them, unfortunately. This is... But I looked some up, because I felt too dumb. Well, <laughs> and off, I'd heard about it before, but... Off the cuff... I'd say its purpose is obviously to unsettle the shit out of you and to remind you of all of your fucking nightmares that you've ever had. Yeah, definitely. So purpose, I feel like, is pretty easy. And I think it doesn't even need to have themes because it's so good at its purpose. It doesn't really need to do anything else. It's already doing the thing that it is trying to do. I feel like the lack of theme was definitely part of the purpose. Like, nothing in the movie made sense some of the shots nothing happened but Mm -hmm. that led to it being scary the fact that there was no narrative helped it make become more scary i agree with you on that it is the can we make you throw up from fear of the movie Mm -hmm. uh however the internet say internet and i had actually um read about this movie a little bit prior but a big take on cheaters (laughs) well it was before we had the podcast sorry was um that it is about child abuse but from the child's perspective. So it's about what the feeling of child abuse mm. is like or, or um, parent, a parent being abused where you basically have no control, completely out of control in the situation. 
anything can turn to chaos at any moment and then yeah. can turn back to normal childhood at any moment. It basically can completely turn your life upside down with him being on the ceiling, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, a little too far for me, but... There is also the part where kid fell down the stairs and it's maybe implied that, that dad was involved Ooh. with that, right? Mm. Like, I, I kind of see it that way. I could see um, it. And so I was also thinking about the doors disappearing. And it's like, say if you're a child that's being abused or like abandoned, it's like you're a four-year-old. You can't leave the house. You can't yeah. escape the abuse. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. someone else might or be hide able from to. It. Or yeah. hide from it. You're in this house, right? Yeah. There's, there's nowhere else to go. So it's kind of this looming threat. But as a child, your brain is still like... I guess tries to repress that or not yeah. like worry. So you can still go and watch TV and watch your cartoons and play with your yeah. Legos, but there's still this lingering problem of the abuse. Yeah. Right. Or like uh-huh. you're looking for like mom and dad, like the people to protect you and you don't understand like, yeah. Yes. That's part of the So like maybe the voice is dad, dad as in a, the abuser dad, yeah, where right. when you see dad at other points, it's the, the not abuser dad. Cause as we know, abusers do kind of like put on multiple faces. Yeah. Um, that was one of the ways I was reading it, what I had seen people say. So I understand that interpretation. I just have like a hard time getting there personally. So I don't, I don't know. No, I, I mean, I, I see it. I'm also reading, looking at this little article and they basically said that like, your domestic home becomes the site of like immense suffering devoid of like all hope, which there's nowhere to escape. Yeah. Which is like what it would be for a child. That's very well put. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And it's also like the, the fear is beyond something as a child that you can actually comprehend. Mm -hmm. Um, I read a little interview with the writer director and that wasn't anything that he talked about, like its purpose being. Death of the author, baby. Yeah, that's true. You know, the author doesn't have to have the same interpretation that we have. Yeah. So that's fair. I almost wonder not to call people out for being victims of child abuse that weren't. But I wonder if the people who thought that were like that sort of is what their brains yeah. filled in the blank when they it's watched possible. this movie. And as someone who hasn't, shout out mom and dad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that didn't come to me. But I, I, I could see it being in the same way. This movie definitely is like a blank canvas in in so many ways that like you could really project yeah. a lot of things onto it. Yeah. Uh, the other thing they're saying here from my little research is that the face at the end is like this weird familiar face while it's also fear where it's like the fear and the abuse can come from something that is very familiar and something that we all like know. Okay. So well, like, I don't take that as a familiar face at all. So I'm not well, going to. But it look, when you look at it, it doesn't <laughs> look like a demon face. You could face. put could whoever Kevin, you want. Yeah, you could put any, any, whoever yeah. you want on there. Um, so I think that that's an interesting read. What uh, what did our director and writer say he about it? He's talking about the nightmares and that inspiration. Like mm-hmm. the purpose that I ah, set right off boring. the cuff. <laughs> What about the coma idea, though? I mean, I guess it's not really a theme, but it's just a fun little interpretation. See that anywhere? Fun little interpretation. I've heard that outside of Preston. Well, Preston also found it. So yeah. it does seem like a very convenient out, like for any sort of movie. Sure. Like something weird's happening. They go, ah, he was just dreaming. He said the central inspiration was essentially that dream of. I'm in between the ages of 6 and 10. I'm in my house. My parents are dead or missing or incapacitated. There's a monster or some sort of threat, and I have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And that was a reoccurring thing that people would say would be their nightmare. And so that was at the core of making this movie. 
You know what else this felt like? Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to fill the dead air. It reminded me of a lot of like Lynch movies. I saw people compare it that, and I even just having watched uh, uh, Lost Highway. Lost Highway. And thinking about the scenes of him walking into the hallway where it's like black and fuzzy and we don't see anything. Reminded you of this. I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, I feel it. I wonder if I wonder if Lynch was a fan. It felt, and maybe it's because I associate Lynch with just like some nonsensical films and I like them, but they're all over the place in some ways. <laughs> they are and they aren't. I should say they're clearly very, very well thought out and makes huh. sense to him. But as like a the first time you watch a lot of them, they're confusing. Yeah. But yeah, I think you get a lot of reads. I kind of like reading this from the child abuse or domestic abuse or even child abandonment um, standpoint. But yeah, I can definitely say I understand thinking about it like from that angle. If you grew up with abuse, just thinking about some of my history of childhood trauma. I didn't connect it, but that doesn't mean that someone else with some different shades of childhood trauma didn't connect it. So I won't discredit that reading. I just think coming from like that personal sense, for me, it didn't hit there. Maybe we got to give it a second viewing. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that's all it is. I just missed something. Or my fl particular flavor of childhood trauma uh wasn't the same flavor that someone else had yeah i think the even easier reading though is like childhood abandonment or like yeah. feeling neglected yeah, yeah. which like that's, that's an easy way yeah that's sure. an easy way because the parents aren't there they yes. don't know what to do with themselves they're mm -hmm. just like hanging out but i don't know what that makes the lingering threat you yeah know? yeah i really don't know how to I, I really don't know how to read it besides it's an entity well, that's there to make me feel like I'm going to pee my pants. Watch the movie and then comment and tell us what you think. Or if you've seen it, comment and tell yeah, us what I you think. Yeah, I would honestly love to hear how other horror podcasters feel about it. Shout out No Bodies. I would love to hear how they interpret this. But I'm going to read up on it a bunch. Unfortunately, yeah. we watched it right before recording, so we didn't have a ton of time. Plus, I don't always like to try to research themes because I like to come off the dome of what I <laughs> took away. We're just unfortunately maybe too stupid for this. Sometimes, sometimes movies are a little bit over your head. I think once I saw the child abuse one, I started connecting the dots and mm -hmm. it made, makes sense to me. But I always felt like the lighthouse was over my head and I still enjoyed it. So Yeah, that's true. I'm not really too excited often. to rewatch the lighthouse. Yeah, maybe I'll get it this time. Yeah, maybe. I'd say not too often do I feel like they go over my head. Not to toot my own horn. <laughs> well, let's talk... Terrible takes aren't one terrible of our, Twitter takes. Not necessarily Twitter. It could be a terrible take anywhere. It could be Reddit. It could be Twitter. It could okay. be your grandma on Facebook. I don't give a shit. Not. I don't think grandma's watching this. So the only takes I find are people just saying they don't like it, and I don't want to call that a terrible take because I'm okay if you don't like it. Okay. But I is there anything crazy you saw that I can uh, be mean to them? M. Not sure why people think Skinnerink is so scary when you can't even see what's going on 95% of the time. Where did, where did you watch this? <laughs> what do you mean? Yes, of course you can't see what's happening because what's off screen is what's supposed to scare you. You're not supposed to see it. Yeah. But also it's well lit enough that you are seeing, it's not like you're watching a black screen, although sometimes yeah. you are. I think they're not saying like, oh, it's an issue with the lighting. I think they're saying it 
focuses on a black wall or a Lego. Six. So if we just saw seconds. Kevin hanging out with whatever the demon thing is, I'm sure that'd be really scary, idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I love trying to just be overly mean. But. Well, that's true, right? Like, I think back to the last sequence in Insidious with the lipstick demon. That shit is not scary at all. I don't want to see the thing. It ruined the fear yes. for me. So having this, again, like this ambiguity, this shit that's off screen, mm. these uncomfortable cuts that aren't typical in filmmaking. Yeah, maybe it's grainy and fuzzy and it's dark, but that filmmaking is what makes it scary. Yes. I also think the point is that you yourself are almost a character in this story, but you have no control of where you can look. That's like yeah. the magic of filmmaking, right? You can't control. Most directors want to show the action on scene, but if you are part of this and you put the camera where you can't see what you want to see, you're going to spend the whole time going, what's over there? What's there? And that's where the fear comes from. Yeah. So like this guy just wants a worse movie. I'm going to go with another terrible take that I found. I think people only, fuck me, I think only people who have never seen any remotely scary movies would think this one is scary. The most anxiety I had from my ADHD and how boring and slow it was. Paranormal activity was a million times better than this, and that's saying something. Skill issue. Please elaborate. Skill issue on her part. I don't know. Just <laughs> what does that mean to you? It just means oh, I didn't, you didn't find it scary. I don't know. It's like again, you let it in. Yeah. You choose to. If you, were you playing on your phone while trying to watch it? You cannot play on your phone and watch this, or it's no. not going to be mean anything. Yeah. Like I'm sorry that TikTok has ruined your fucking brain. Oh, you might actually have ADHD. I'm sorry, but you know, like I, <laughs> like, no, I don't know. It. I'm sorry. Watch some longer form content. Stop watching shorts and reels on Instagram. I will say, I feel like maybe if you did have ADHD, which to be fair, I think you have. Um, yeah, Hannah says I have skill issue. <laughs> counseling degree and diagnostic classes. But I I could understand how that could make this really difficult to focus on, especially if you had like outside sensory stuff coming in. But at the same time, I think past the beginning, I wouldn't necessarily call it slow. Things are happening that are uncomfortable. I, I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. I think it's also <laughs> insane to say a movie like Paranormal Activity is better than this. Like, this is art. This is using, like, actual film techniques to hey, elicit Hey, don't talk shit on Paranormal Activity. People love that series. I actually was also going to say that this reminds me of the first one a little bit. In that, like, I think it's this new type of... I don't call it a new type of horror, but a different style that, like, really can fuck with audiences' heads. Mm -hmm. um, but it's definitely better than Paranormal Activity. So. I will also say that Matt and I watch scary movies all the time. Clearly, we have a podcast for it. And we thought it was scary. So you're incorrect. I said it was the scariest one we've watched in our, in our, for our podcast so far. I don't think so. It, it wasn't for me, but... What was? The Babadook? Uh, Which Preston yeah. was on for? Babadook slapped. That was yeah. a good one. Do you yeah, find that, that scary or the scarier? Do I find this Babadook scarier than this? Than this, yeah. Um, no. I think I found Babadook to be an easier watch than okay. this. So Babadook's less scary. Yeah. Did you find this to be more enjoyable or less enjoyable than the Babadook? Oh, less enjoyable by... Okay. by that's, that one's not even close. And then yeah. the third question is, do you think this is better or do you think the Babadook is better? I... <laughs> I think the Babadook's better just from, oh, okay. uh, I like the plot. I liked how there was like, this just seems like it, it wanted to fuck with you. Like, yeah. And it did a great job at that, but I did like the plot 
Babadook. I like the existence of the plot. <laughs> I like no? the Babadook Teach better, too. I love the Babadook, though. I, so. I really like the Babadook as well. But I found this scarier. Yeah, this was. And similar enjoyment level for me, to be honest. I think in terms of the scariest moments, I found the Babadook scarier. It has more hides and screams for me. Mm. Like, just looking at the stats. But... This one left me with a longer feeling of dread and a tenser yeah. chest cavity. Like, there were a couple points where I was like, oh, it feels like the beginning of a panic attack. Yeah. And that's not something I got from the Babadook in the that's same so way. Awesome. Like, those moments would come in and out really fast versus this stayed with you that whole time that, like, that's it. That's difficulty incredible. breathing. Yeah. But I didn't love Doesn't it, it feel good me. to be alive? No, it doesn't. <laughs> That's how I feel. I come out of this like, oh my God, like I can feel these things. <laughs> I think for me, when a movie elicits that kind of response, I feel like I need some moments of levity to kind of like give me a break mm. and then throw me back in. Yeah. So that's why I really like Barbarian because I feel like I felt like that for like 20 minutes to a half hour and then it cuts to Justin Long in the car and I'm like, whoo. So I agree with you typically, but I didn't. I, I, the shots of the Legos were all I needed. Give me the TV mm. for a little. But then that the became helps. not a safe place. Then the TV became yeah, not a safe place. Yeah, looping and now you're like, all right, now something's up with the TV. I did think the loop was funny because it was kind of symbolic of what was happening. The disappearing rabbit the or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, you said I normally agreed with you, but I didn't need it here. It was like, let me have this endurance test. Like, let's see how, how bad is it going to get? Is this movie going to make me turn it off? Yeah. And honestly, another thing it reminds me of, if anyone's ever watched a gameplay of the uh, game PT, which is no longer available, there's a whole backstory behind it. Mm. But I've never been able to make it through the entire 45-minute gameplay. And so maybe this will be the year after watching (laughs) this. But similar. Makes my hands sweat. Are Are you ready ready to rate? Yeah. All right. Preston, do you want to go first with your rating? With my rating out of 10. Do we know what I put uh, for Babadook? No. Mm, Pretty high. I I think you said for a horror it was like a nine or something. Yeah, maybe a eight or a nine. Really high. Oh, jeez. Um, rating for this movie. I'm giving it a. I'm giving it a four. Like not. Oh no. (laughs) Not that I disliked it, but a four just like based on like the pure like endurance. Like that was a lot to get through. This is why Mm -hmm. ratings are so funny because it scared the shit out of you. So it's like good for a horror movie, but for you, I get it. I would go a 7. 7 out of 10. And I think it's because it was really successful. Like, I had good things to say about this movie. Yeah. But I didn't have fun. Yeah, right. (laughs) And so it's hard to take a movie where you have no fun and, like, I'm not going to have like fun conversations about this moving forward from this episode like i just won't so it's like hard to give it better than that i don't want to go rewatch it no no <laughs> and it's not but but i could it's not like hereditary mm-hmm. where i was like i physically can't yeah. like i cannot do it for two years like i could not do it and now i look back on that really fondly like i don't think that's going to be the experience either yeah. so it's a seven and you're about to give it higher so give us wait well i was gonna one say Preston giving it a four is actually a good rating for people listening. Because if you like horror, yeah. the lower Preston gives it, the better. <laughs> take that into account. Um, your boy does not like scary movies. So I'll say take all this with a grain of salt because I'm big into getting recency bias on stuff. So I'm going to like <laughs> it more after I watched it. I was shook by this movie. I stepped on the toy yeah. and screamed. Mm-hmm. I haven't felt this way in a long time. 
I'm gonna give Skinamarink a ten out of ten. Wow. Oh, what the fuck! I, is there music? Is there confetti? What? Yeah, there should be. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel crazy doing it, but I don't know if I. I I, I'm shook. Like, I was petrified. Yeah. I ran immediately to turn the lights on after this was over. I'm. We'll see how I feel if I have nightmares tonight. That brings the score <laughs> up, maybe. I don't know. Oh um, yeah, I just, I don't know. Like I said, I've been looking for something to do this to me, and I was so happy to find it. Hmm. I can't complain about anything about it, so I really want to give it a 10. So All right, bro. It's getting out of 10 out of 10 for me. I, I also uh, feel, like, elated. Like, I'm pumped. Like, it's so fun. <laughs> but also, I'm going to then see that... Uh, that uh, face in my head and get goosebumps again. Yeah. I think the last time we had this kind of score disparity was Preston's fiance Casey on the uh-huh. on the witch, on the witch yeah. where I was <laughs> like, I love this movie, and Casey was like, I hated it before. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Preston's four is a good four. That's what yeah, we're saying. Casey's mm-hmm. was That's like, a, I'm bored in this. Movie. Preston gave it a four Mine, for the same reason I gave it a ten. Right, yeah. right. It's, we're talking about the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, go watch this. I think it's really much worth a watch if you yeah. haven't. It's or experimental. Don't, or don't yeah. if, you, if you don't have it in you. That, that's also <laughs> fine. A, a lot of us did it. <laughs> a lot of us did it. Well, I give guess we shot. did because we made it through. But if Preston can make it through, anybody can make it through. Yeah, yeah, but it's sure. almost like the that's skill. To, this is like the thing you show your friends. Like, oh, can you watch this whole thing? And yeah, no one can right. make it through. This is like, had I had this in middle school, oh, my God, I might poop my pants like <laughs> watching this. Or I probably wouldn't have made it. You All know right. where this got big from was TikTok because people would post like eight. We got leaked on TikTok. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. before it had its big release, it got like clips got leaked and stuff, and so people were posting on TikTok like, "Oh, the scariest movie to ever exist is here," and that's, that's like where crazy. the it's like discussion, well, like, word of mouth from that. I really hope he makes another movie. He cannot just copy what he did here, though. It no, will not. It would not work. You can't do it again. You have to find another experimental style or another idea. But you know, I'll be seated. Good it, luck, Through sweaty palms and, and panic <laughs> laughter. All right. Good we luck, good? friendo. All right, Preston, thank you for joining us of again. Of course. Thanks for you having made me, guys. It. You got through. It's going to be a minute. I can't uh, wait since the next time I'll be able to cop back on. Yeah, you need like six yeah. months. <laughs> the next time you'll be on, you'll probably be married. Uh, I'll, yeah. You'll I'd definitely be married. Yeah. Graduation. <laughs> yeah. All right. Woot woot. All right. Um, well, I've been Hannah. And I'm Matt Hannah. Thanks for joining. We're out of here. Thank you for listening to Horror Hour with the Hannahs. Make sure to listen to future episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, or wherever you can find podcasts. You can follow us at Horror Hour with the Hannahs on TikTok and Instagram for more content. If you like the podcast, please follow and leave a review on your favorite podcasting app. Happy hauntings!